You're listening to Overtired with Christina Warren and Brett Terpstra. Brett, how are you doing this week? I am. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm Terry Gross, and this is fresh air. No, Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. Um, I've had a whirlwind last couple of weeks with the new iPhone success reviews, iOS 9, uh, OS 10, El Capitan. It's been craziness um, in in my work life. And so um, I'm just finally everything is calming down. So you know how I had like a couple of bad months there? Yes. I, uh, I just submitted the El Capitan compatible release of Marked. Fantastic. To the App Store on Monday, which is very late, and it won't get. I will get crash reports for the next few days, but um, I, I did. I, I I made it by the skin of my teeth, assuming I get approved. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading something about how the iFixit app has apparently been removed from the App Store. The what? The iFixit app? Yeah. Oh, probably because it tells you how to take apart your iPhone. Uh, or something that says, not too long ago, we tore down the Apple TV and Siri remote. The developer unit <laughs> we disassembled was sent to us by Apple. Evidently, they didn't intend for us to take it apart, but we're that a teardown. probably in the terms of service. I'm sure somewhere. that it was, but we're a repair company. <laughs> Teardowns are in our DNA, and nothing makes us happier than finding, figuring out how these gadgets tick. We weighed the risks, blindly tossed those risks over our shoulder, and tore down the Apple TV anyway. A few days later, we got an email from Apple informing us that we violated their terms and conditions and the offending developer account had been banned. Unfortunately, iFixit's app was tied to that same account, so Apple pulled the app as well. Their justification was, well, we'd taken actions that may hinder the performance or intended use of the App Store B2B program or programs. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, that that feels kind of big brotherish, but it does. But at the same time, like it is really clearly a violation. It's so clearly a violation. Service. Also, like maybe next time, guys, like I don't know, like don't get the Apple TV developer kit on the same account that's tied to like your app. Yeah, or don't publish it. it yeah, yeah. I mean, they wanted well, they had to publish it because they wanted to have the exclusive. Well, no one's going to care about the teardown until everyone has one, though. They could have held off to it. They could have. They could have. Yeah, you're right. They could have. I, I think that they just they had the developer kit. They wanted to show off their prowess. It's good SEO stuff. I mean, there's definitely a business that reason to do it. That me off in so many ways. Like some of us would have liked to have a developer kit to actually use. Yeah. Not just tear apart. That seems just that's horrifying. That's like hunting lions. <sighs> Okay, okay, Cecil. Uh, did I take that? That escalated quickly. I, that, that, that did actually. That, that escalated <laughs> a little bit quickly, more quickly than it should have. I, I mean, look, I, I'm not saying that it's great. I just think I don't necessarily think it comes down to lions. Um, but okay, so so March should be in the App Store probably next week uh, with the, with the El Capitan compatible release. If if I don't know my my review times have ranged from three days, which was a long time ago, to more recently seven to fourteen days. So we'll see. But it's ready, and it's good. I had to trim the release notes. I had to edit them for, like, what would be most interesting, because there are, I think, 140 lines of new features. Wow. Yeah, it got, it got intense. So how excited are you, speaking of El Capitan, about, uh, you know, the, the, the Windows management stuff? I, I Honestly, like, I've been running 10.11 for quite some time now i've never even looked into it because i have such like moom 
Yeah, Moom is, better Moom is your jam. Tool, mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't need split screen and window management. Yeah. I should look into it so I know what I'm talking about. But at this point, I just, I, I have this like, uh, ain't broke kind of philosophy toward it. Yeah, that makes sense. And now that Bartender is updated to be El Capitan compatible. Yep. I'm a happy camper. Default folder X. I'm still waiting for default yes, folder X. Yes, I'm still to- waiting for that. That's 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 annoying me because not having that working. And the thing is, is that I know I could disable the security feature, but I really don't want to. Yeah, me too. Like, like it's well, one of those see, things where I'm like, me, I'm like, right now, I really don't feel comfortable doing it. Well, and I write apps that people are going to run on systems that have that enabled. Ninety percent of people who download my apps will. I need to know if it's going to work or not, so I don't want to forget that I disabled something. Same. And, and I just also like with the, you know, the Xcode BS and all that stuff. It's just one of those things where I'm like, OK, you know what? This is maybe not the time to like go, you know, loosey goosey with OS 10 security. But he has promised uh, version five. Yes. With full compatibility. And, and I'm actually happy about that. Soon. Yes. It's supposed to be out very soon. He says he's hoping for, for beta soon, too. Um, and I'm actually very excited for version five for no other reason. I, I, I get to give him money again. Is it a paid upgrade? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it will be. I I I haven't paid. I haven't paid Gato. Ga, I think it's Gato. John Gato. I think so. Gato. I haven't paid him since like version two of default. Uh, yes, I as well would be happy to pay again. That is an app that has always been running since I was a much younger man. Yeah, no, this is one of those apps that, like, literally, like, when I'm on a Mac that doesn't have it on it, like, I'm on someone else's, I'm, like, pressing my go-to folder commands. Yep. And and for me, like, my favorite is you hold down command and hover over a finder window in the background, and yep. it changes the, the save dialogue to that <sighs> folder. I love that so much. I, I miss it right now very badly. I do, too. I'm like, I can't access, because, like, one of the folders that I have to easily access is my screenshots folder that I use for work. And so sure. while I was doing my OS 10 reviews and stuff like that, like I'm trying to like frequently like pull that stuff up and then it's not working. And I'm like writing the review in El Capitan about El Capitan. I'm like, this is really problematic, dude. Like this is my workflow and this is not working now. And I'm not, but no, it's fine. I forgot um, how boring the default save dialogue is with right? all of the default folder X features. I'm like, but how am I going to access the right the right things the right way? How do I have my my I have my you know my macros and like you have certain apps that are set to automatically go to certain folders. You know yeah. what I want? What's that? An, okay, so have you ever used Pathfinder? I have. Do you ever use Command Shift G? Uh, uh, where you can type in a path and jump straight to it. Yes. Pathfinder's implementation of that is insanely good. The tab completion is perfect. It gives you a drop down of possible completions and you can drill very quickly. I use it a lot in Finder, but Finder's tab completion is kind of pathetic. Right. And you really, there, there are a lot of issues. I think there should be an app that provides an alternative command shift G jump. I don't even know what that command tech, I just always know it as its shortcut. Let's see. Go. Command shift G translates as go to folder. So it's the go to folder command. Right. And it has tab completion, which is really cool when there's only one potential folder with the same prefix. But not always. 
So that that's a request to the public because so many developers listen to this show. Right. I feel like that's really going to get out there. Um, didn't is the Pathfinder guy? Isn't he the one who like the developer who trolled everyone to talk about like how Android is so much better than iOS or something? I have no idea. I I, I honestly don't know anything about the developers behind Pathfinder Coco Tech. I think it is. Yeah, I I mean I, I I've paid for it because um some of the Dropbox stuff I was hoping would be better than it was. I mean I've paid for it many times over the years, but uh, I don't. I, I tend to actually have at this point I probably use just regular Finder. Well, see, and here's what I do is. I think about 80% of the time, I just use Finder. Same. And I used to run Total Finder, but it started getting buggy as, yes. as OS is I, I, Yeah, exactly. I used to love Total Finder. And then when I want to do file management, yes. when I want to start moving files to different folders and moving stuff around and having good split pane tabs and yes. everything, That's Pathfinder I, gets loaded. Okay, okay you know what? You, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. So case in point. When the Sony hack happened and I was going through all those emails and all those documents, I had um, a Pathfinder installed and I was using Pathfinder to go through all that stuff. Because when you're literally talking about thousands and thousands of documents, you know, uh, within, you know, hundreds and hundreds of subfolders and all kinds of stuff, trying to find things and trying to find like different stuff hidden within things and whatnot. Like, and you're talking about like hundreds of gigabytes of data, like there's no way that the regular finder could, could deal with that. Right. And, yeah, you're and, almost better off in, in terminal at that point. You almost are. Um, but at that point, you know, I, I didn't really want to deal with a bunch of terminal commands. I wanted to try to visually be able to kind of well, easily see, that's go through what stuff. Pathfinder is for me, is yeah. it is a graphical version of all the power I have in terminal. Exactly. And, and and that's what I was using it for. So I was able to run like, you know, uh, certain like, you know, scripts and, and you know, um, you know, like regular expression sorts of stuff to try to find, you know, certain um, phrases or certain things, um, which obviously, you know, you, you just don't have that granularity with, with regular Finder or with Spotlight. There is, by the way, and it may be useful to you, there's uh, an app called Visual Grep on, uh, on the App Store. And it's, it's basically, it's access to the grep command, which is Unix's way of finding any yes. uh, sequence of characters or even regular expressions in a group of text files. And Visual Grep just makes it super easy to scan an entire directory for phrases and and expressions so you might want to see that i i definitely i'm 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 like looking this up in the mac app store as we're typing um if you're on the command line though silver server is still my favorite the ag command ag mm -hmm. it's it's the successor to ack which was the successor to grep anyway anyway yeah i see this visual grep this is funny yeah it was just actually just recently updated Yes, yes. So many apps have been updated lately. Yeah, I have 87 app updates uh, through Mac Update this morning. I use the Mac Update desktop, which scans and updates all of my non-App Store apps. Same. I used to use uh, app, uh, app Fresh, but that hasn't really... Yeah, it's been gone. buggy. Yeah. But yeah, Mac Update desktop, because I've been a Mac Update like pro subscriber for Same. years. So. I, I paid them my 20 bucks a year or whatever. They do a good service. I want to keep them around. You know, I advertise marked on Mac Update when I have the budget available. Does it work? And yeah, it's actually one of the best uh, uh, conversion, highest conversion ad budget spends that I've had. That's really interesting. If you, if you, and, and they'll give you tips, but if you design your ad right and you buy like the banner or the... Uh, even better, like the, uh, what do they call it, takeover, like where mm -hmm. you get the banner 
on top and the the rail banner it for for like a grand a month which you know if that's in your budget it's actually really good uh good traffic comes from it and then conversions which is ultimately more important than the amount of traffic yes it is yes it is that's really fascinating that's good to know um yeah yeah so i gotta i gotta give you my my psych update Yes, I was going to ask how 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 is everything? We really should have like an intro sound for this, like a little <laughs> musical uh, segue. Hello. Yeah, it should be like the the, the, the theme from um, um from uh, Bob Newhart show. <laughs> I um I got my uh, Vyvanse prescription back, just okay. the Vyvanse, and I have been doing so well for two weeks now. Like, I, it's a perfect spot where. I'm I'm perfect, like, I'm very productive all day, but not obsessive. I'm productive, and then come, like, 5 o'clock, it wears off, and I'm a family man. Not that I have a family, but my wife and my dogs get all the attention they could want from me. And I haven't had any sleep issues or anything. So I go to see my new psych uh, group, I guess, on this week, or over the weekend that I worked very hard to get moved over to. Mm-hmm. Tons of phone calls. So I get I get there, and the first thing they say to me is, we're cutting off your uh, stimulants. What? Yes, so I am officially, I have two weeks left of my current Vyvanse prescription, and after that, I'm going on Wellbutrin. What? Yeah, that's my life. Why, why are they cutting off your stimulants? I don't understand. Apparently, they, they told me they don't give stimulants to any adult anymore. Stimulants are for children, apparently. <laughs> I I give up. I I just it's all bullshit, and I'm gonna figure something out. Start a coke habit. I, I don't know, but it's I'm I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of arguing. I'm tired of pleading. I'm just gonna roll with the way. Apparently, at least in my state, the medical industry and psych uh, department have gone. That's insane, and and it's criminal, frankly. So if you don't hear from me after about two weeks' time, I'm just I'm curled up, just being ADHD and bipolar in my closet. So enjoy the next two weeks, is what I'm saying. We're good for like half a month now. And 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 there's and, and since you already went through all the phone calls to switch to this group, you. <sighs> oh, I'm in an even worse spot because if I try it again. I look like a junkie. Yeah, I was going to say, then you look like you're you're. Then I'm to... accused of trying to manipulate and, and mo- work the system so I can get the drugs I want. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do. I have tried. I have. I gave it a good go. Honestly, though, I would not be anywhere near where I am right now. Without the medication that was prescribed to me, you know, 14 years ago. Right. So. Well, then that's the thing. That's what's so frustrating to me is like you find things that work and then the system, you know, the bureaucracy ends up standing in the way <laughs> right. of doctors being able to prescribe it the right it way. It worked for a decade and now they're concerned that it might not work. So they can't continue it when it has proven itself to work for over 10 years. And when you going back on it has dramatically improved things in your right, life. Right. Going off it destroyed my life. Going back on it fixed it. So it seems like it's self-evident. But anyway, I don't want to dwell on this. 
I just wanted to let you know. I'm super sorry. That sucks so much. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the 6S came out. Yes, it did. And and I did not get one yet, but I am. I always say I'm going to wait. No, but you this can't one, wait. I this knew one you from can't. day one. I'm I getting knew it too. this. You know, this is forced uh, 3D touch is one of the best things in the That's entire exactly world. That's exactly it. I, I didn't. I yeah. just got my six plus. I know you did. You like, just got what your was phone it, like two, three months ago. I was going to say you and Aditi both just got phones. Right. Like we wait. You know, like unless it's a big deal and it didn't seem that big a deal to me because the five could still run the latest operating system, so I wasn't. I didn't care. The 3D touch is is a whole game changer. I mean, yeah, literally, I played like, with that at an Indian restaurant this weekend. I did not want to touch my own phone again. No, I mean, it was one of those things when I had my hands on, like I knew I was like, this is this is amazing. And then when I, I got my review unit and I had it for like 12 days before the review came out or whatnot, like I was, you know, using both phones at the same time. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to go back to not having 3D touch. And then what's happened, and that was even before the third party app support started, right? Right. So that was like during like the my embargoed period when I, I think Pinterest was one of the only apps that had support. But now there are, you know, a workflow, a Launch Center Pro, um, mm-hmm. Dropbox. Um, yeah, uh, the possibilities you know, aren't. It's basically it's like adding better touch tool functionality. It to is. Everything. It is. It's adding that, and it, it, it is. It's it's like a combination of that and like you know, um, Quick View, like to the the phone and then what's amazing is is i mean so some of the things like and and i i think we've talked about this i don't think you're an apple music person and that's okay i am um, actually oh, you actually are okay big well, fan okay i'm a huge fan of it too right and one of the things i love with with 3d touch is when you're you know they have amazing playlists right and if you like look at their playlist on their for you section and you uh do 3d touch you get a preview of what the playlist is oh man see okay so uh i don't know if you ever got into the spotify iOS app? Yes. But recently, they made it, and this is before 3D Touch was announced, Yeah, they made it so if you saw something in the playlist you were curious about, you could press and hold it, right? and it would flip and play you a segment of that song, interrupting whatever you were listening to, and when you let go, it went right back to playing whatever you had been playing. That was very cool, and that kind of functionality in Apple Music is very cool to me. Yeah, no, and I just think it's awesome. It's the same thing with, like, you see an album, and you can do 3D Touch and see, like, you know, instantly get a preview of what all the tracks are, which is just awesome. Yes. Um, I mean, just the, the possibilities for this thing are just really just well, awesome. Well, it adds, like, I mean, one of the things that's always felt crippled to me about using iOS instead of my Mac has been the lack of that kind of power. Like, same. on my Mac, I have Launch Bar, I have Quick Look, I have Command Tab. All of that, in some form, has come to iOS 9, yeah. especially when you add 3D Touch into it. And I'm honestly, people have always talked about working on iOS and how, you know, like Federico uh, Vitici uh, has done an yeah, amazing yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, he has. But I'm like, I can't do what you do. But I can now. Yes, I agree. I'm I mean, using my iPad more than ever. Right. And I mean, honestly, having that keyboard ability to just have the text selection. And honestly, and that's part of 3D Touch, too. You can use 3D Touch on like the keyboard to like create your selection tools. It's amazing. Oh, what does that do? What does it do with selection? So basically, it like, lets you just like, basically, like you can 3D Touch on the, um, the keypad and then you get like a mouse cursor. I want that. Uh, that is that is if I had to pick the thing that annoys me most about working on an iPhone or an iPad, it's text selection. And if I have an external keyboard and I'm in an app that recognizes, you know, t- typical shortcuts, great. 
But if I'm typing a text message and I have to like, if it starts with the letter I, you know, like the word I, and you want to select that and the rest of the sentence, double tapping on the I rarely selects the I. Exactly. And I really feel like a sentence selection, like a triple tap to select the current sentence would be amazing. Someone do that too. Also, a, um, a, a great part of um, whatchamacallit, uh, iOS 9, is um, the, uh, the, the, the double tap on the home screen to get access to Touch ID. Yes. And, and, and like that, to me, because like, I use Touch ID all the time, mm-hmm. but that is one of those things where like sometimes you need to pull it up and like you don't want to do that. And like just the double tapping on the, on, on the, on the home screen like, is just awesome. Yes. Man. I just got a new uh, shower speaker with full Siri capability. Really? Yes, I'm I'm having fun with it. I need to I need to build more playlists that Siri can recognize the names of. Right. But no, I'm, I mean that. Yeah. I want the, one called Shower, so I can get in the shower and say Siri, play Shower playlist. So good. So yeah. good. No, so I, I, wanna, I I want I want to jump back to something real quick. Yes. When I said I played with 3D Touch in an Indian restaurant, it really, that wasn't a correlation, and it wasn't that the Indian restaurant had six S's available. I was with a friend who had a success at an Indian restaurant, but that leads to an interesting story because I was in, I think, New Hampshire, and we found this on Yelp, it was like just nothing but rave reviews, but it was this little strip mall, uh, like Pacific Fusion Indian restaurant. And it you you wouldn't even have known it was there if it weren't for Yelp. So we went in there and this guy, the waiter, uh, he knew everyone that came in. It was like a, uh, I don't know, first name basis with most of his customers. And he was at a table half the time we were there giving Windows 10 support to a customer. Did I tell you about this already? It feels like I did now that I'm saying it. But it was hilarious to see a real life Indian customer support service. But again, I reiterate that had nothing to do with my using 3D Touch in an Indian <laughs> restaurant. No, it's it, it, it's uh, I, I kind of figured it was something like that. But yeah, no, 3D Touch is so cool. And you of all people like, it, yeah, it, it's awesome. Um, I mean, I, I like the live photos, too. I think they're kind of gimmicky for now, but I think that that's absolutely well, going to be something that's wrote cool. wrote today, and I didn't actually finish the article yet, but Ben Brooks was writing about how he, he, uh, he was sold on it after using it for a while. The one thing that, it, and they're gonna up, they're gonna f- fix this in an update, but it, but it's not there yet. Well, the one problem with it is that right now, um, a lot of times, like you know, you you move your phone uh, away as soon as you're done taking the photo, yeah, and that second and a half gets captured as part of the live photo, and so that's a problem. But as soon as they fix it so that, that it can recognize when your phone has been lowered and it can cut that off, and that's already in the works, then I think it's gonna be cool. And what's really gonna be cool is when you can like do it on Instagram and and um, Facebook and places like that, do because you, I do think that pe- people do you are think gonna they'll adopt the format. Yes, interesting. I do. I, I, th- I think I, that they will. Be- I, have I mean, because I think that's cool enough. I think that uh, the phone face as selfie flash yes. is such an obvious feature. I can't believe it, it took this long. Same, same. And, and honestly, it, it, and it's not just that. I mean, that's great. But it's also like the fact that the camera is so much better on the front. Like the, the rear camera is better and it, and it certainly is, is really good. But um, the, the front facing camera is 
I mean, so many of us take selfies for so many reasons now. That's really important. Um, what's also amazing, and it was funny because in my review, um, which will link um, my iPhone 6S review, uh, which I was really proud of, and, and our videos for it were really good, and it was really beautifully laid out in the whole thing. Um, I kind of dismissed the 4K video feature. I said, look, I get the, why they've done it. I think they're basically doing it for the kind of pro filmmaking community that's really taken to the iPhone. Um, but the problem is it takes up a ton of space and there's really not a way to play it back because you, you know, can't airplay it to your Apple TV. You've got to either upload it to YouTube or transfer it over to your computer, your 5K iMac and, and, and edit things that way. So it's kind of like it's one of those things where you need to have a very specific use case. I stand by that with the caveat that we had two of our video guys shoot um, some BMX um, video in 4K where they literally shot the entire thing on an iPhone 6S Plus. Some of it was in slow motion, so that was like in 1080p, but a lot of it was in um, 4K. And literally, um, one of our video guys was on a BMX bike and they kind of were borrowing this, this rig and literally... You know, one of our camera guys is running alongside him as he's biking and doing all these tricks. It was so smooth. The the stuff was so fantastic. There's one shot, which is amazing, where you see him um, riding across the Brooklyn Bridge. Well, how they got the shot was that literally he waited for the subway car to come by. <laughs> and so our camera guys in the subway car, like looking out the window on the F train, you know, recording the guy as he's, you know, um, biking across the Brooklyn Bridge. And the footage is just fantastic. It was all completely shot on the iPhone 6S, iPhone 6S Plus. Um, even the audio, um, like, the not the, the, the music we played over it, but the, the audio, like, captured, like, you know, of the sounds and whatnot were all captured from the phone. Like, it's just an incredible, incredible camera. And the stuff that I saw, like, I saw it when we, he was pulling it off raw and w- without any processing or anything, like, literally just running it through Final Cut. And I was like, holy, holy shit, this is directly off the camera and this looks pro. And I was kind of like, look, I still think that for the regular person, 4K is, is kind of a, okay, we need it to, che- to, to mark a checkbox. But in this case, like, it's actually a fantastic experience. And well, I people totally said think- that about 1080 at some point, too. I mean, 4K, everyone's going to have 4K well, no, displays eventually. Well, they are. But the problem is, is that right now, right now, the, the difference is that it's a pain in the ass to actually get the 4K to play back. You can upload to YouTube, which compresses it and kind of makes it shitty. Um, but like the Apple TV, the new one doesn't support 4K, which I think is interesting. That because, is interesting. And so there's no AirPlay support for <laughs> It's interesting for it. that they'd be ahead of the game on half their hardware. Thank you. Well, obviously they work <laughs> on different cycles. But yes, but this was my point. I'm like, okay, like... I, I get the bandwidth concerns and whatnot, but I feel like the only real way to do this is to airplay this thing. And like, it, it sucks if like you shoot in 4k where it's 375 megabytes per minute. And then it's like, okay, well, how do I get this to my TV? Let's say I have a 4k TV. How do I get it to my TV? That's what my real criticism is, is that they don't have a way other than upload to YouTube or, um, upload to your Mac or, you know, do something to then get to some sort of, you know, like, Miracast or or H, you know, some sort of setup. Yeah, like it, like you're gonna have to go through hoops, and that's sort of shitty. See, here's the thing: is th- there will come a point very soon where the four K market, four K, the four K market, the prices drop, and it becomes a very everyone instead of HD TVs, everyone's going to be buying four K TVs and displays, and that's that's going to happen. And there are very few porn manufacturers, producers, that are prepared for this. Yes. And the old, like the old 360K, like videos, they, 
when HD came out, when Retina displays came out, it ruined the porn industry. Yeah, well, because I mean, you can't Blu-ray watch that did. stuff on a Retina display. No, and and, and, and Blu-ray, <laughs> Blu-ray and HD kind of had the same thing. Remember when HD DVD and Blu-ray, and we were like, well, what, you know, because the porn industry kind of decided Betamax and VHS, right. and people assumed right. it. Right, they used the same to be thing. on the leading edge. Yeah, but they are, but I mean, it's because it's at this point now. A more people watch, I think, porn on their laptop, not on their laptops, but yeah, more people watch it on their laptops, but also on their phones and their iPads. I I I I, I won't comment personally, but. I've I mean, heard. I, I mean, I've I, heard from a friend that the iPad experience just isn't the same. Laptops kind of are better. I I don't know. I mean, I was just figured, you know, Pornhub and, and those sorts of things are, are fairly popular. I don't know what that is. Uh, sure. Okay. Um. But <laughs> this is how I derail a uh, an overtired conversation. Is just shift it entirely shift it to the porn industry, and then refuse to admit that you watch porn. What's I. Is that short for pornography? Because that is um, a sin, I think. I'm I not know. sure how... Does, does the Catholic Church strictly... Does it have rules about pornography as well? I know they have, I, like, I, contraception rules and everything, but... I mean, I think technically you're not supposed to masturbate, but... Well, see, that was true in my church. That was a sin. That was defiling the temple of God. Because man was made in God Im- God's image, and if you... <laughs> Played with that. <laughs> you were messing with God. That was a rough way to grow up. I bet it was. I no longer feel guilt after orgasm. I just want to say that. I used to, though. How, how, long, how, long, how old were you when that finally went away? Uh, probably 20-something. Seriously? Yeah. Like, I, I, didn't, I left the church like mentally at like 16, but that kind of guilt for the, for your form, through your formative years... That'll stick with you for a while. I got over it. I worked really hard to get over it. <laughs> the whole thing. I, I'm pretty sure my mom no longer listens to this show, so let's just do this. Did your mom used to listen to the show? I think she gave it a shot a couple times. It just I, I think our first few episodes were PG enough that it didn't offend her, but it just didn't interest her. So she kind of stopped. Like She still listens to Systematic. Right, and she enjoys systematic. I, I have, I have guessed more of interest to her there. But you and I, and the topics we go into, really not of not in her wheelhouse. I was going to say, my mom doesn't. Li- my mom listens to a lot of my podcasts. She does not listen to this one, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, and it's the same reason. I'm like, mom doesn't want to hear me talk about this. This stuff. is our safe place. This is our safe place. This is a mom free zone. So, do do you have a, a MacBook yet with Force Touch? Uh, I do. How is how does that compare to 3D touch? Um, it's not as good. Well, it doesn't matter as much because no, it, doesn't. it doesn't take advantage of the operating system in the way that it, right in the way that iOS nine because integrated really, it exactly. I mean, because like you, there are APIs for it, and obviously you can do things with it. Um, and, and it works for selection, but really it's mostly just it feels like it's just a replacement for you know the trackpad for for, for the for the physical button mechanism right. is Have what it really it feels with like. Better it is. touch tool. I have, um, and, and it's that cool. I would be interested in. Um, but, but, but I don't use that machine full time. Like it's not my main machine. Like yeah. it's like my one of my work machines. So it's a different sort of. So I don't really get to go deep on it, right? Um, I mean, I think that it's cool, but I feel like it's just. Um, I feel like they've gone a lot further with 3D Touch than they did with Force Touch. I, and I, I think, agree. And and I feel like even with the APIs and stuff, I mean, although the APIs are there for, for, for force touch, um, I think that 
I think that's because the way it was presented, and maybe that maybe it's just a positioning thing. Maybe it's because it was positioned, force touch was positioned as this is a replacement for the physical button mechanism. And based on your how your pressure points, you can access some additional things. You can do some quick look types of things by you know pressing down harder on links and other stuff, and that's cool. Um, although it's not that intuitive. Whereas weirdly, it, 3D touch seems a more intuitive and b. Um, because it's not replacing anything that's already existed. It's like a brand new thing. You, right. it, it, it makes it like more compelling. I don't know. Well, it adds features instead of modifying the way you access features. Exactly. I and think that's, 3D I think touch that's it. is 100% intuitive. It's amazing. Like I sat down with someone else's phone, you know, their new 6S, 6S plus, And I, I knew exactly what to do. I knew in my mind that if I pushed harder yep. on things, different things happen. Yes. I mean, that, that, that was the whole thing. I think, you know, the, when, I've, when I've walked people through it and, and I've walked, you know, dozens of people at this point through using um, 3D Touch, um, what, I, what I tell them is, you know, sometimes they will activate, you know, the wiggly icons more. And I, and I have to say, right. you have to think about... Press and hold versus push right. harder. Exactly. And that's the whole thing. It's like, it's not, it's not how long you press, it's how hard. And I think as soon as you wrap your mind around that, mm-hmm. you don't have that difference. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's not a problem switching between the two things. And plus, if you think about it, press and hold isn't one of those, those features you do um, Right. That's a last a resort feature. That's a, this app is messed up. I'm going to delete it. Feature. Right. Or I'm selecting text, <laughs> you know, or something else, you know. That, that it's, I don't it's press not and hold to select text. I double tap to select text. I usually do, too, to be honest. But I'm saying, is, you know, so, so, so it's not one of those even options people have even used all that much. But it's like on the home screen, for instance, like, you know, because that's one of the easiest ways to kind of show it off. Um, it is weird to me that the settings app it, for, for, the, for the core apps does not have 3D touch support because that seems like that would be a perfect one to have it. Um, but it doesn't, which is weird. But uh, like the, the the clock app does, which is excellent because you can go to create an alarm or resume stopwatch or start a timer or whatever, and um, your your you know um, app store lets you go to search and redeem. I mean, it's just so much stuff is just so cool, dude. Just the force touch menu on the camera application. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. Anyway, all right. I should tell you about my my pet project for the week. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the iPhone. Although okay. it does work on iPhone, I found. Um, I created this uh, bookmarklet for desktop browsers. Now officially supports Firefox as well as Chrome and Safari. Um, it's called Similarity. And it lets you... You ever get those... Uh, oh, sh- I got it. Okay. Backtrack for one second, which I do a lot, I know. But you said F-Train at one point. Yes. Have you ever heard uh, David Usher F-Train? Yes. That is, uh, that was the song that made me fall in love with David Usher. I have to, I'm going to put a link in the show notes because whether people care or not, they need to see that or hear it. Okay. So anyway, this bookmarklet, um, you get those posts that are like top 10 icon sets for developers or top 10 iOS tip websites, things like that. The smashy magazine stuff. Yes, exactly. That kind of stuff. So with this bookmarklet, you click it, and then you click any of the links in the, like, you know, the 10 links. Or or 11, because odd numbers apparently get more traffic. Um, but you click it, and it'll figure out, based on the characteristics of that link in the document object model, what other links match it. 
and it'll find the 10 links and you can then save it as a markdown list or open them in new tabs instead of going to each one and right clicking and hitting open a new tab. It's very handy. It's like That's search. Awesome. It's like search focus. You don't think you need it, but it's super handy when you have it. So that one's on my blog. I'll put a link to that in. That's awesome. I spent yeah, way too it, much time on that already. But like, see, this is why I'm so mad that you're not going to have your Vivance because like you haven't, I haven't felt like you've been doing a lot of this stuff. In exactly. A while. These have all been like 730 in the morning projects instead of 330 in the morning projects, but they come out faster. I'm doing them faster now that I'm not as like up all night obsessive. And the 50 milligrams of Vivance is an absolutely perfect place for me to be. I've never felt better. But yeah, so that's going to go away. Well, but. maybe you can convince your doctor after you talk to them enough. If I can find a doctor who is a Mac user and productivity nut, it would be an easy sell. I'd be like, look, I can make this if I have the meds I need. Well, no, if I, th- I don't, I, but, you don't but, get but, but I think, But I think it's more like, I think if you can just actually have a doctor you can talk to a lot. Instead of one that lectures me about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think yes. you have one with you can just have like a real relationship with. Well, in, in what is the main argument, not to dwell on this again, but the main argument they have is beyond like that they, they avoid it for adults in general. I have bipolar disorder and they are certain that giving me am, um, amphetamines of any kind will trigger a manic episode. Whereas, again, it has not for over 10 years. There is no precedence for this assumption. And then the secondary part of their concern is my blood pressure, which now that I have seen like a family doctor and I'm treating it and, you know, do I have an exercise regimen and I'm taking blood pressure medication, 100% perfect within range. Last time I was at the doctor's office while on Vyvanse, I feel like that's a moot point as well. So anyway, where were we? Where are we? What's going on? What is going on? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of TV out right now. There is a ton of TV out right now. It is, it is fall season overload. I am. I, I don't know. I, I get excited for the end of the workday just so I can sit down and see what's new on Hulu. I, I wish Hulu was better about showing you what has new episodes. Yeah, I do too. They used to, the, the, like, back when it was called, before it was called Favorites. Yep. You could add it, and the queue would actually show you. It would, and now it's like kind of stopped. And now, Yeah, you have to literally drill into every show you watch to figure out what has a new episode. Hate it. Yeah, um, but uh, I, uh, we talked about this before the show started. Um, you haven't seen Scream Queens, but you have to. See, I keep seeing the previews, and I keep thinking that looks like it could be great or it could be annoying. And I have every intention of getting, giving it a try. There's just been like an overload of new seasons starting. But it is definitely, it's already in my favorites and I haven't watched an episode yet. What is, like it's, let's see, it's the producers of something I liked. Uh, Nip Tuck, uh, Glee, popular um, American Horror Story. Yeah, American Horror Story. I figured anything that combined Glee and American Horror Story would be And that's be of basically interest. what it is. So it's it and, and it so the whole thing is basically it's like uh it's just it's insane. Um like it's completely over the top. It's completely ridiculous. It's just um like it's I like nuts. over the top horror. 
it, it, it's it's so over the top and then it's so over the top and it's bitchiness it's so um completely completely just like crazy i okay backstory again but i just started i don't know if we talked about this last time but i just started walking dead season okay. one okay i'm on I'm, I'm on season two now but okay. i'm i'm starting from the beginning and i have so many complaints but i mean i love the show it's amazing but there are so many like Okay, it all boils down to this. If you are in a situation where the world has essentially ended, your life is constantly in danger, you should be pragmatic, not sentimental. And anyone by the second season who has not figured that out deserves to die a Darwinian death. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, I love the -the over-the-top horror, and I feel like uh, the, the preview for a new movie called... Ah, oh, fuck if I remember. But um, horror's getting better again. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like Scream Queens kind of heralds a new, like, hearkening back to Scream itself. Yes. It heralds a new era in where we're getting away from just disgusting people to the point of vomiting to actually scaring people to the point of peeing. And I don't mind the scaring to the point of peeing if there's an intellectual kind of like terror involved and I'm excited about several of new, several of the new horror movies I've seen previews for, I'm going to start watching horror movies again. Thus I have uh scream Queens in my favorites list as well. I didn't get into American horror story. I enjoyed it conceptually, but I didn't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I like some of the seasons. I mean, because it's an anthology, so it's different each season. I've liked some of the seasons more than I've liked others. But it's it's interesting because I um I I enjoy um part yeah, I mean I've liked some of it better than others. But um what I love about Scream Queens, and there have only been two episodes, there was the two hour pilot and then the, the third episode, is that it's so over the top and and the actors are just so bitchy and so terrible and like you hate all the characters, which is amazing. And it's just, I mean it's so heathers in a way and it and it's mean in the stuff that they talk about and the things they say, like I'm shocked that they're saying them on TV. I mean there was a, a scene on at eight o'clock at night in the pilot where, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do a spoiler alert where they have a deaf girl that they call Deaf Taylor Swift because she likes Taylor Swift. <laughs> Who she's buried up? Uh, they're, they're, all, they're all buried in in the front yard as part of their pledge week things, and a lawnmower runs over her head, and they all kind of gape in horror. And she 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 sees them all screaming and thinks they're singing along Taylor Swift, so she starts singing "Shake It Off" this and then gets I'm her head into. run over. I'm into it already. And and it like it opens up with like a, a, a girl uh, having a baby in a bathtub at a party in the '90s, where the sorority is like mad that she's like getting blood on things and it's like you can't like they're, they're, like like that's what they're mad about like right like like she like didn't realize she was pregnant like the whole thing is just so completely over the top and terrible is this is perfect. at eight o'clock at night it's so perfect i'm like how are they getting away with this on basic tv this is fantastic that is yes yes i'm i'm in I, i'll actually watch the first episode tonight yeah you totally should it's really good it, it, we we spend every night we watch one of the new TV shows or new episodes of our favorite TV shows. And then we watch a walking dead and an elementary. And I can't watch walking dead right before I go to sleep, but elementary I can, even though it's almost as gruesome sometimes. But anyway, the, the horror movie I was talking about crimson peak del Toro is back. Yes. 
with a horror movie that looks both beautiful and amazing, and it takes place in uh, probably like 19th century, which is crazy, right? Like horror movies, the best horror movies have always been modern era with modern era pop references and things. But this is, yeah, this looks amazing. Have you seen the previews for Crimson Peak? I have. I, I'm in love with it already. I may, I may change my mind once I've seen it, but right now, man, Del Toro doing a 19th century horror movie, uh, you, that's all you'd need to tell me and I'd go see it. That's awesome. I just, just now saw a picture of Guillermo Del Toro. I've never actually looked him up before. He, he, does, he looks nothing like what I imagined, A, someone named Del Toro would look like, and B, someone who made the movie, like the uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. That's not what I pictured in my head, but now, now I have the image, so it's cool. That's interesting. Cool. It is interesting. So where are we now? What, uh, let's see, um, Blindspot. Have you seen Blindspot? Um, I saw the pilot, yes. There were two shows in that genre that were announced, you know, like teased earlier in the year. Uh, that was, uh, Blindspot and Minority Report. Yes. That both looked intriguing to me. I have watched them both. And Blindspot, I consider, I, I, I'm, it's in my favorites. I'm going to watch this season. Minority Report, on the other hand, while one of my favorite movies yes. is officially not on my favorites list. No, I, it is not on mine either. Um, but Blindspot, I, I was intrigued by because of all the makeup time that the actress, uh, Jamie something or another, has to go through. Well, I assume those aren't permanent tattoos. No, they're not, but it takes like eight hours of makeup. I imagine. And so she has to just kind of sit there, get there super early. I mean, I can't even imagine like all the makeup time that goes into that, like how much of your day for shooting. I mean, they don't have to do a full thing every single time. But I mean, I can't even imagine like, like hopefully she can sleep during a lot of it because like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's just a lot of work. Yeah. Even for a henna hand tattoo, I couldn't sit still. But um, what's interesting to me is that I had assumed they had the whole series mapped out, and when they showed the still shots of her tattoos, it was all there. But the episodes so far have focused on these minutiae in her tattoos that you can't necessarily see in like the preview overviews. So I feel like they left themselves a lot of uh, leeway for as the season gets written. Uh, to kind of insert new tattoos and places where you weren't looking before. And I don't think that's a, that's not a critique. That's not a criticism. It's just, uh, I guess, not what I expected. Right. Like the first episode was based on a tattoo behind her ear that you had no idea was there. Right. And they could have, they could have changed it, changed what it said at any point. It's okay. It's cool. And the writing thus far has been just fine. Like, nothing about it has offended my senses. Minority Report, on the other hand, immediately offended my sentences to, senses to the point where I couldn't tell if it was bad writing or bad acting. I think it's both. I do think it's both. I'm disappointed. Me too, because I love the movie. The movie had best of both. 
Well, and they clearly had a decent budget. The effects are pretty good. The effects are really good, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I'm sad. But I'm happy about Blind Spot, so I'm going to follow Blind Spot. And then Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love that show. Oh, man. Okay, I w- can I spoil the first episode? Is it too soon? No, you can spoil it. It's fine. I, I, won't, I won't ruin any plot, but I will say that Bill Hader has... Uh, a significant appearance in the episode and nice. it's, it, it ends by the end of the episode he's done of but, course but when when the elevator opens and bill Hader is replacing the captain i was ecstatic i he is on a roll right now it was he fun. Is. he's I in an Bro- iphone 6s commercial he is and i and i love I, lo- I love brooklyn 99 um i love andre brower he's he's been one of my favorite actors since homicide and and i love how he just like his straight man performance is just so good in it Yes. Like, he's perfect. And I love that he did the show, because it's so not a show I ever would have thought that, you know, like, multi- mini, multiple Emmy winner, like, Andre Brower, like, would have done. Yeah. Well, the sh- that, that show is an example of extremely good writing. Mm-hmm. The, the cast is amazing. They deliver the writing really well. But I, there are times in my life where I feel like I should have gone into TV writing because... It is probably the thing in this world that I have the most appreciation for when it's done right. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the jokes are fast and furious and witty and the lines, everything, everything about it. it, it that and Modern Family, I think, are some of the best written sh- comedy I agree shows completely. I agree completely. On TV. Yeah. I, I missed my calling. You still have time. That's actually probably true. All right, so look for me in five years. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully as an Emmy Award winning uh, TV writer. But hey, we'll we can see. go. We can we can be writing partners. Oh, I like it. Right, me too. I think that'd be good. <laughs> Our overtired podcast morphs into a, a dynamic writing duo. Right, I think it'd be awesome. We should just make our own show. I'm saying we should just find somebody to pitch it to and just yeah, just be show we go showrunners. It'd be great. We'll cast all our friends. Yeah, we'll cast, we'll cast your boss, uh, Pete Cashmore. Yeah, yeah. I don't the, know how good uh, to be on camera. Man. Yeah, well, he's so good looking. <laughs> he is pretty. He's so good looking. Yeah, no, I think we'd do that, and uh, I think that uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, why not? All right, I'm in. What about Gotham? You watch Gotham. I do. I haven't seen it so far this season, though. But I, but I, but I, I do watch it. It is off to a very good start. Good I mean, because uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is yes, Jada Pinkett Smith. It is. She she stopped after last season, so they killed her off. I'm so glad. I like her, but I did not like her on the show. Oh, I loved her on the show. I felt I, she was a really well written character. Uh, and once she had the two different color eyes, like some kind of Australian shepherd, I, I, she was awesome. But, so they killed her off, and this new season, with no spoilers at all, just starts off, like, right off the bat, with a new hierarchy in Gotham, and it is, it's fun. It's, I'm looking forward to that season. I didn't care about this show. You had to tell me this show existed. Like, last year. Yes. I didn't, I wasn't thrilled about the idea of a, a Batman backstory. But it's so good. Oh, it's so good. They're doing no, a great job. They are doing a great job. Because I, I, love, I love Ryan Atwood or B- Benjamin McKenzie, who, who plays, you know, uh, who's, um, uh, what's his face? And Gordon. Gordon. And uh, yeah, I okay, love that. Okay, again, I didn't realize 
until very recently, exactly how many OC characters became people that mattered. Right? <laughs> it's kind of freaky. <laughs> it is. It's a great freaking show, man. Uh, <sighs> I don't. This, I, this is why I our actually, podcast works. Aditi watched the whole like OC thing, and I joined in a few times. It. It's a it great was, show. It wasn't Grey's Anatomy where like. You know, after a few seasons, I was just mad that it was even on the TV. I didn't hate it. No, it's fantastic. But the I first two seasons especially. See, that's it's the kind of thing you get into way more than I do. Yes. But it wasn't bad. And it's weird because I didn't register any of the actors back then. But to go look and see how many of them actually became prominent yes. actors now... Kind of, kind of amazing. They it, it cast is. that well. Apparently, they, they did. And well, and, and Josh Schwartz, who is the showrunner, of that is just a really good showrunner. He also did Chuck, and um, also oh, did. Um, but but it's 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 cool. Um, uh, he also did. Um, uh, what was the most recent? We could, did Gossip Girl, obviously, which I know you didn't like, but whatever. <sighs> it turns fine. out, I just found out. My wife actually watched all of Gossip Girl, like when it was actually on. <laughs> this is amazing. And she Aditi, never told me this until Aditi now. and I need to be friends. <laughs> I think you talk too fast for her. Well, uh, I could slow down. Speed, but um, yeah, I, I told her next time we are anywhere new New York, you have to at least meet and yes. find out what happens. Yes. I'm sure you wouldn't hate each other. I'm just not sure if. I feel like she might want to hide. She's introverted <laughs> like I am. And I feel like if you if if she hit on a topic you were passionate about and you really got it like full speed about it, she might need like to go hide in the bathroom. Which I do regularly, not with you but with anyone in real life. <laughs> You're not in my real life, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I think you would get along intellectually wonderfully. Right. Yes. I mean, I, I, but, but you're just saying I'm a little much is what you're saying. I'm saying for someone with introverted personalities, yes. I okay. think you probably fit in in the normal, in the normal people, ambivert, extrovert world. You're probably, you're, you're a queen. I know you are. You're, you're, you are a very popular person. But yes, for someone who... Likes limited contact with people. You count as like two people. That's a good thing, right? That's kind yeah. of a compliment. Yeah, that's a total compliment. I'm, right. I'm, I'm appreciating this. I'm not insulting you. No, you're not. I love you. I love you too. All right. All right. So, uh, wow, we, that was uh, 55 minutes. We just chattered. We did, and it was amazing. This is like feels like an old school episode. When we started this episode, we had a list that said 6S. And TV, TV, TV. And we talked a lot. It. And we talked about that, but we also talked about other stuff. Like, we, we work really well. We're well-rounded. We are well-rounded. We're good people. <laughs> Terrible people's getting better, by the way. Difficult oh, people. I'm Difficult sorry. people, is it? That's it, good. I mean, it was. I liked it from the beginning, but it is hitting its peak now. If you're not watching it, check it out now. Of course, you kind of need the character development. Maybe you got to, I don't know, watch the first two episodes and then skip to now. Okay. Because it is, it's hitting its stride. It's fun. I'm very much enjoying it. In a way that I wouldn't when podcasting with the same two people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're tired. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm so healthy right now. 
I'm like treadmilling. I've lost weight. I'm so good. Sleeping every night. We do need to rename the podcast. Like maybe tired sometimes. Yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> tired sometimes. Occasional bad night. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I I would urge you to go get some sleep. I will. Recover from all of the craziness. Yes. And and I would encourage you to try to build a foster a real relationship with your shrink so that maybe they will listen to you and like understand why you need your Vivance. I, I, I'll interject momentarily. This will take just sure. 10 seconds. But this situation I've gotten myself into is a rotating cast of psychiatrists that visit from Mayo Clinic on the weekends. And I will see a different one each week. And that is going to negate any possibility of building a relationship of trust. Right. It definitely does. But do you think that you might be able to, like, try with each one to be like, look, this is what's happening. And find the weak spot in the chain. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Find, find the one who is, you know, like... The one who like, hasn't been fooled by a bunch yes, of junkies like the, me the, before. The, the one who is still young and naive, the recent grad, the, the recent one, the one who's still idealistic. It's the younger ones I have the most problem with. I, which makes sense because, okay, actually, you know what? You're right. I take that back. It's not naive in that sense. It does make sense. You want a, you want somebody who's been around a while and knows that the system is screwed and wants, and, and exactly. but, but, but isn't, hasn't been around so long that they're completely jaded. You want like that perfect mix because you're right. The new ones are so like, they've like had it drilled into them. Oh, if you do this, then this is against policy right, exactly. and you're a terrible doctor. I want someone who is experienced and intelligent. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. I think that's completely fair. <laughs> I don't even need them to be nice. All of my favorite teachers were complete assholes. I'm okay yeah. with that. I mean, you're kind of an asshole, so... I totally am. <laughs> I prefer the term dickhead, but... Okay, okay. All right, dickhead. Well, I'm going to get some sleep. You are going to continue being productive and enjoying the next uh, two weeks of this stuff. And watch Scream Queens, because it's really good. Will do. It's All right. on my schedule. All right. All right, thanks for seeing us. All right, thanks, Pat. You too. The system is going down low.